Hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, Love the Life You Already Have. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. With human design and transformational life coaching, we can fully embrace who we are at our core. We stop the struggle to be something or someone that we're not, and we can begin to live a life that we love. Fully embracing who we are and loving ourselves can bring us to a deep level of acceptance of who we are and who the other people in our lives are. I have an amazing guest today, Antia Boyd, and Antia has been helping thousands of successful women all over the world for over a decade to attract the man to share their life with and have a loving long-term relationship without loneliness, frustration, or rejection. She now lives with her loving, strong, and committed hubby of seven years, and she can help you to feel fully loved, safe, and cherished by your ideal man without sadness, insecurity, or an unhealthy relationship. She also has an amazing podcast, Magnetize Your Man with Dating Advice and Relationship and Love Tips for High Value Women. Be sure to check out her podcast. She has amazing relationship advice that can improve your relationship like right now. I'll post in Antia's link to her podcast and information below today's episode. Welcome, Antia. It's such a pleasure to have you here today. So, Antia, tell us a little about you and who you are, maybe what lights you up in life. Yeah, totally. Well, Laura, I'm so excited to be on your show today because it's really about being self-expressed and be your unique self without trying to be someone that you're not. And for me, that's particularly important because I grew up in an emotionally absent household to a narcissistic mom. Oh, my. For those of you who know a little bit about, you know, having a narcissistic parent, like essentially you try to turn yourself into a pretzel, right? Because I wanted to please my mom and you're also not really allowed to be anyone else, right? Because, you know, the mom is the center of attention. Um, And so like, you know, it's literally like, don't shine your light, right? Definitely don't even figure out who you are because the focus has to be other focus. And we're going to talk about that today too in human design, because there's an aspect of that um, in human design as well to pay attention to when it comes to other focusedness versus self-focusedness, right? Right. And and what we're actually talking here is like learning to heal the focus to ourselves, the relationship to ourselves. And so to just give you a picture, I was you know, 18 months old, was trying to crawl into my mom's bed and she would roll over and say, stör mich nicht which means in German, don't bother me. Oh, and, and I'm sure, and you know, this had a lot of impact on my worthiness, on expressing my needs, using my throat, right? Like vol- honoring my emotions, even like knowing that my emotions have value versus, oh, no, 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 no. I need to pay attention that other people's emotions have value, right? And that I have to just, and you basically um, accommodate emotionally to them. But the problem was, Laura, uh, you know, for one, I became as independent, um, made sure I don't need anyone because we always have what a coping mechanism, right? Because, you know, we can't be in this pain. We can't feel rejected, abandoned, uh, embarrassed, inadequate for the rest of our lives. That wouldn't be enough motivation to continue to live. 
So what the human body does or the human brain does is develop a coping mechanism. So mine was, you know, I'm going to feel empowered because I'm just going to get the ace. I'm just going to make sure I'm going to be the big sister to my brother. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm going to make my own money by the time I was 12 years old and so on and so on. However, the problem was that there's a, there's an inauthentic aspect to that, isn't it? Because I did that to cover up that I had needs, right? So almost like saying, I don't have me needs. I'm, I'm good. Right. And that then showed up in dating because I was of course conflicted inside of myself and you may know that too, Laura, but you attract the mirror, right? You attract the relationship that you have to yourself. So since I was conflicted, I attracted conflicted men into my life. Oh no, there you go. <laughs> Wouldn't you think so, right? Yeah. Um, and they're also known as either emotionally unavailable men or is even the dismissive avoidant attachment style. Mm. So part of them wants to have the relationship. And another part of them is terrified of it, terrified of closeness, terrified of intimacy, right? And so that's when I got myself into UC Berkeley, studied personality psychology to really understand. And Laura, you appreciate that, right? Like on an intellectual academic level. Sure. How is, I want to see patterns, right? Because when we see patterns, we feel safe. Like, oh, there's a pattern. Oh, there's a style that has this pattern. That, that confirms my way of living I had in the last two decades, yeah. basically, right? You bet. And I have, um, to figure, I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. <laughs> right? Like we feel yeah. safe, safe because then we yeah. actually saying unconsciously, I'm starting to move towards a solution, right? Like I'm, you know, a problem half identif- uh, identified as half soft. It's like you're saying, right? I think it comes from Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. And um and so, but the, the last piece that I want to mention is, so I learned all those tools, actually helped other women who approached me all the time. They're like, oh, Angie, that sounds so great. What did you do last weekend? And what workshop was that all about? And it has a lot to do with my seven centers open. We're going to talk about that today. Um, so I was approached a lot. And, and so, but it wasn't happening for me, right? Because there was still like a lot of energy leaking out. And I didn't know how to integrate it for myself. I didn't know what my blind spots were until I hired, of course, an expert mentor for myself, because my my husband always says a fish doesn't know that it's wet. Yes. <laughs> right. So we need a mentor yeah. on land or in the air or something. Right. It's like, hello, uh, I'm looking from the outside in and I'm seeing a whole different perspective that you can see because. You know, the beautiful thing is what we talk about today, human design, is you start to identify, you understand yourself more, but also like our perspective is going to be different than like someone else who has like more centers to find or less centers to find. We're going to talk hopefully a little bit about that because I'm very Mm -hmm. passionate about it. And and that's really helped me to understand that um, I had to learn to be vulnerable without the fear of weakness. So we're going to talk about the spleen today. And also the emotional, um, the emotional center, right? Like the, the expressing the needs, right? Without the fear of being taken advantage of, which by the way, can happen a lot with people who have a lot of open centers. I don't know if we're going to get into that today, but anyways, um, and then also setting boundaries without the fear uh, of guilt, right? Yes. Because again, if we have a lot of centers open, 
we may go into that today, hopefully, then um, we're actually a little bit more bound to guilt because we're more influenced by outside influences, right? Like other people who are trying to, uh, you know, basically project their agenda onto us. Now, and luckily, because I got that all aligned, nine months later, met my incredible husband, and Laura already said it, uh, seven, seven and a half years later here, and we're, we're bouncing off the walls with happiness and joy and I could not be any happier. And by the way, he is also a four, six mm. generator. We just talked about that, Laura. And uh, so he is like the perfect compliment. So maybe you can talk a little bit about also how to actually find your compliment and what you should be looking for beyond the usual, you know, what do you do for a living or that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, you know, I can't, it's so amazing when I connect with people this way, because, you know, um, you just told part of my story. So it's, you know, we're just drawn to each other that way. It's just the way life works, I think. Yeah. And if we could, so there's a lot of listeners that I have on my podcast who don't really know what human design is, although I am working on uploading some videos and some podcasts to kind of explain the basics. But I'm wondering if you might just sort of briefly tell us what was your experience when you and like, how did you find human design? And like, maybe what was your biggest lesson? Because I have some pretty big lessons myself in human design that have been absolutely mind blowing. Maybe just share sort of how did you find it? And what was that experience and your biggest like, wow, from human design. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I think it's, it was like about five years ago. And as I mentioned, I studied personality psychology. So I was really into uh, personality profiling systems, right? The mm -hmm. Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, like you name it. And, uh, you know, wealth dynamics. I mean, you know, it's just endless, right? And however, Laura, I always felt like it was a little bit too, too flat for me. It didn't feel it didn't feel dynamic enough and it didn't feel multidimensional enough, right? It still didn't answer a lot of the questions that I had because it's not just about the personality that determines how you manifest, for example, or how fast you manifest or, you know, all the things, right? So then five years ago, a friend of mine just mentioned human design, just the word. And I was like, what's that? What's, what's that all about? You know, tell me more, <laughs> tell me more. And, um, you know, sometimes you have just this recognition and literally from that moment forward, I was in love because for one, I understood, oh, this is why I feel like this energetic lightweight. Oh, this is why, why this, this, this is whatever, this marketing campaign didn't work out for me, but it worked out for this other woman, right? Oh, mm -hmm. why I was so prone to guilt versus my husband is not prone to guilt barely at all. And so it started to answer questions that I didn't even know I had, right? And I actually got my human design chart read by many different people because everybody, like I said before, if you get your human design read by a manifesting generator versus by a projector versus, you know, versus they're more open, they're more defined, you're going to get different, what, interpretations because they have different lenses. Yeah. and so. Again, I'm just like so in love with it because uh, I have done like almost 400 charts now at this point mm -hmm. because I just do it at parties for all my clients. I just, you know, but we were just talking about Laura. It's just, it just happens because it's really the only system that I have found that have started answering questions for me, right? And that also helped me to understand 
Oh, this is why. So for example, I have what's called, so human design has many different levels and one is the channels. And I have something called a connection channel. Now it doesn't matter. Just remember the connection channel. That's it. And for me, magic always happens through other people. Like it just happens. It's just somebody introduces someone. It just all, it's always through other people. And then other people would ask me, and I would also my business build on partnerships very successfully. And other women would try the same thing. And they're like, I burned out. I don't even know how you do it. Oh my God, I'd rather shoot myself. So good example, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because I have a connection channel. So that's where most of the abundance will flow through. So those are just some examples that had me just be in awe and love, you know, all of the things <laughs> um, with human design. Absolutely. Yeah. It was so amazing for me. Um, my life coach introduced me to human design oh, almost a year ago now. I think it, it was. And when she um, told me I'm a manifesting generator, at first I was like, what is that and how can I use it? And why should I even pay attention to you? But I was sort of like, well, I like this manifesting generator. Does that mean I'm going to, you know, manifest and generate like some really cool stuff in my life. She goes, well, the most important thing is Laura, do what lights you up and stop doing the shit that doesn't. And I was like, what? Yeah. And it was like, I received permission to go out and pursue 28 things at once and run five businesses, everything and anything that lights me up from the inside. And it was equally okay to stop pursuing those when they stopped lighting me up. And that's my, you know, my energy type is a manifesting generator and I have a sacral response, add those things together. And that's what she looked at in my chart. And she's a manifester, by the way. And um, it, it shifted like this enormous pressure just fell away. As soon as she said it, I went, oh, right. I need to learn more about human design. And I started enrolling in training programs and getting more readings. And I've done um, close to a hundred Charts being a manifesting generator, you know, there's, you know, I'm all in. (laughs) I just go all the way in. I'm wondering what was like the first big aha moment for you in human design? Yeah, I think it was definitely what I mentioned, like the connection channel. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, so again, so we're talking one level is channels for everyone who's listening. There's another level called profile. Mm-hmm. And so um, the profile goes from one through six. And so anyway, so I was a one four and um, well, I'm still, I'm a one four. Yeah. But <laughs> it was really interesting because the four, again, this whole community aspect, it's like this collective focus, right. And the opportunist. And, and I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense because people would always say, you know, just call on here. She knows who this guy is connected to and who this woman is connected to. So I was doing, um, a lot of work that was people related where I was even helping my friends just on the side. Cause just, it was easy. She's like, Oh, Hey, can you be my meetup goddess? And, you know, and every time when there was a question that called me just to, to Google off that particular company <laughs> um, that I was just helping out. And that's also how we built our business too. It's actually through meetup. Again, it's just this connecting group oriented, which is the four, which ironically, my husband is a four, six. So we met exactly in the four mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and built like a really successful business within one year where other people are like, how, what's going on? Like, how do you guys do that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We're just like, 
doing what we think is the next step, <laughs> right. I guess, you know, because that's the thing too, right? But when, when you have your, your design defined, it's really important to know what is your friend's design, because if you just ask them or like your teacher's design or your coworkers, whatever it is, right? Because don't try to be them. Because if you don't have the four in your system, if you have only individual circuits, which by the way, is another level of human design, and I have collective circuits, like you're never going to succeed with my strategy. Like it's never going to work for you, right? Same with me. If I try to do your strategy, I'm never going to be visible because I don't have enough. um, Like it's almost like laser energy that like the individual circuits have, right? That Mm -hmm. for example, they're really good with Facebook ads. They can, they can basically pierce through all the noise, right? Like some people are more successful than others. How come, you know, how come that some people are, you know, just posting a story or a video and they get like 500, a thousand views and the other one is sitting there (laughs) And the best friend maybe commented on it or something. Right, right. I know exactly what that's like (laughs) and being in multiple businesses. And so what I'm basically hearing is, is as you look at those, um, at the profile numbers and the channels and that kind of stuff, it really gives you a picture of how you're designed to do stuff, Yeah. you know? And I think when I saw mine, it was sort of like, um, of course, of course I have that. That's, that's because as you get a little bit older, we figure out, you know, what works for us and what doesn't. And if we're learning and growing, we're going to stick with what works and not what doesn't. But I think that the human design overall picture really shows us, you know, who we are and how to best do things, you know, and I mean, we can try to do stuff that we're not designed to do, but it'll be a struggle and chances are it won't work out. Absolutely. And since I'm a relationship coach, uh, one thing that I want to actually put a little bit of emphasis on and that you can actually track that when you go on a date is so what you want to pay attention to is so there's something called centers. It's another level of human design. And you want to have like somebody who is like more heavier to find. And then you want to have somebody who's lighter to find. And why is that? Because when you have somebody who's heavier to find, that means they have all that. We have either closed centers or open centers. If you have closed centers, you're processing informations all the time, but it's an unconscious competence. That means you have no perspective over it. You don't know if it's actually useful in that moment. You just do it. You just do it all the time. Like whether you take out the trash or whether you have like a high level business meeting or whether you meet the love of your life, right? But if you have a partner who has then a more open system, then they can actually say, oh, wait a minute, I can actually see, because let's say I just have two centers defined versus eight centers, right? So I have enough openness to see, oh, babe, what are you doing over here? Why are you running this process? That's not even helpful right now. Let's hop on over here, right? Mm -hmm. And also that you have actually space. So think about it this way. When you have more open centers, you have more space. Yeah. Right. Like, so when you have more defined centers, you have more processing. So you need someone who has space to process. If you have two processors, (laughs) forget about it. It's going to be insane. It's going to be total chaos. You don't even know which direction to go. And by the way, the nervous systems are going to feel so heated Mm -hmm. and nothing is going to feel like relaxed or makes sense or it's easy. Right. Or the same, I've seen it too, two very open centers. Mm. 
too much floating, not enough direction, right? Like not yeah. enough momentum. It's more like, uh, you know, almost like hoping and praying that some other person from the outside comes in <laughs> and, and guides the way. Yeah. Which can be a good or a bad thing, depending on who you surround yourself with. Oh, right? yeah. It's like in the processors already full. It can't handle anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. what I think about, right, Laura? So when you go on a date, when, 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 you know, whoever's listening is going on a date, just feel like, how does that feel like to be with this person? Do I feel like, oh, I can actually take a breath with them, right? Like, the, I mean, it depends, of course, if you're defined or not defined and all of that. But can, do I feel more spacious or do I feel like, oh, maybe I feel more spacious and, but they make such great conversations and I actually totally enjoy it. And then I think about what to say based on what they just said. And it's just this nice little, almost like bouncing off each other, right? So we're looking more for something complementary mm-hmm. in human design versus similar. Yes, makes complete sense. Like there's, you know, the the places where we're defined, undefined or open and how when we come together, those resonate with each other. They fit together. We can help define each other or provide that open space for each other mm-hmm. is beautiful. Do you actually do the relationship readings for people where you um, you can have like a nine zero or an eight one? Do you actually explain what that is to people? And if so, how do you explain that? Um, I just had this opportunity like to do it once or twice. Mm-hmm. And so the nine zero, we always say is nowhere to go, yeah. which is basically like you're so defined with each other, which again, it still, still depends on versus the eight one. So nine zero just means if you overlay the charts and I think it gets way too complex for the listeners. <laughs> it's already okay. okay. Um, but basically there's another opportunity where you can overlay charts in case it's not already complex enough and actually see how compatible are we? How many, how much spark do we have? How much compliment do we have? How much competition we have? All those things, right? Mm-hmm. And and what Laura was just saying is, so when you overlay the charts, of course, what happens is you have more centers to find, of course. And so, so there's like this, you know, like ideally people say you want to have like an eight one, because that means you still have one center open for some experimentation or exploration. It's kind of like a playground almost, right? Like our open centers are like the playground to experiment on. So that like those, those um, relationships are supposed to be, uh, you know, more like focused on that versus like somebody who's a nine zero who just like knows who they are. There's not like a lot of experimentation going on. They're very clear on their purpose. Let's go. But there's also not a lot of newness. However, I would not agree with that because my husband and I, we are a nine zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly, because we both actually don't have the throat defined, but because we have, we have opposing gates uh, like that come oh, out of the other center, right. it actually connects to, and the throat becomes defined. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. It's, it's, I, and I totally get like, as you were talking earlier, you're talking about, and another layer and another layer and another, it is yeah. so deep and so wide and so multi-layered, but today being Valentine's day, I'm like looking at relationships and, um, I've done quite a few of the relationship charts and okay. that's where I take the chart from both people and put it together. Gives me a relationship kind of like a rating, like how successful will the relationship be when you're together? So as a basic guideline, it's not totally cut and dry in that area. I'm in a nine or not. I'm in an eight one Mm-hmm. have some fun relationship. I've been married for 10 years and we have a blast. Everything we do, everywhere we go. 
So good. I am doing some group coaching, a uh, couples coaching with a couple who is a seven two. There's some work to do, and there is. So I'm trying to teach them to really acknowledge and recognize each other because they're also, um, I, I believe it was projectors. So they have to be recognized. Okay. And then I have some folks, I don't know why I can't get this relationship to work. It's six, six, four. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you don't have enough in common in the way you operate in the world for the relationship to be really successful. It's going to take a lot of work and then chances are you may not actually get where, where you want to be. So it's been really amazing to do that. Um, yeah. This is, this is like good to know for the listener. So basically the closer you are to like the nine zero, the eight one, the more you have like in common, meaning you have mm -hmm. blue versus if you're further away, you have less and less in common, right? So more and more communication is going to be needed, more and more interpretation and, you know, uh, is going to be needed. And so it, it's more room for friction, right? Because life happens mm -hmm. and who sits really down and says, Laura, when you say that, what does that mean to you? And you train your brain to do that every single time. Just takes more work, right? So yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Again, it's not like, you know, if you're in a six, four relationship, you need to end it right now. That's not true. It just no. takes more work. Yeah. It I wanted to make sure work. I was clear. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, uh, what might be the most important thing that you would tell someone who's interested in learning their own human design or even perhaps getting into doing human design charts for other people? I mean, first of all, for learning it, making really sure that you digest it. Because when I got my first human design reading, which was by a manifesting generator by three, five, mm -hmm. and I lost it because, so I was comparing it to, because she did the chart for my husband and then she did the chart for me. Right. And his reading took like three hours because he has like so much definition, six channels. I mean, it's just so many gifts. Right. And then here, here comes on here. Uh, two centers to find one channel, like done in like basically half an hour. <laughs> and um, I went through my own phase of like rejecting my design to then coming into accepting my design, right? Because we have like this sort of vision of who we want to be. Mm. Or maybe we have somebody, some other friend who, you know, manifests in this kind of way or creates in this kind of way and faster and, you know, has more gifts or life is easy in this way. And then out of the sudden, when we're more open, it can almost feel like we're like less than, right? So I think what's really important is to understand it doesn't mean that you're less than, it just means you have a different strategy. Yeah. And I'm actually like so at peace now who I am, because I also see, um, I don't really put on weight, things like that, right? So by status, again, lots of centers open. So there's an easier release. The energy moves through faster, right? So energy, weight is a mass. It's an mm -hmm. attention. It's all connected. And um, or when, I can, when something occurs, I can let go easier than somebody who has more centers to find. Mm -hmm. They have a harder time because the energy gets stuck short term and because it gets processed in the centers that are defined, right? So for me, it's just like, zoop, it just goes out and out. The next channel done. Like, let's wrap this up. You know what I mean? So next, next, right? It's like, wait. So you know, my husband's like, "How do you fall asleep?" I'm like, "I'm closing my eyes." But he has like six channels, so he's like, uh, "What do I do with my six processes?" Right? Like to fall asleep. 
So those are like examples where you can, where you really find out who you are. And there may be even like a little bit either anger or grieving Mm -hmm. connected with that, letting go of who you wanted to be. Right. And actually saying like, no, but this is who I really am. And now I can fully step into that. It's the same when I got my colors done. I think it's a great example because when I got my colors done, I hated green, right? And the problem is my eyes are blue green, which is always the irony of it, right? We like reject who we are. And so when when my color therapist said, well, so you have gray greens, blue greens, like all kinds of green everywhere, you know? I was crying, right? Because there was this part of me that finally felt I was accepting myself. Like I was rejecting myself. I would walk past the green aisle. But in reality, that's actually who I was. And I was wearing hot pinks that are not even in my palette as an example. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same is true with human design, right? We are trying to be this fast processing person, but we're actually not supposed to do that much, right? Or the other way around, yeah, right? So we're constantly making ourselves wrong. So I feel that human design will invite you to, make yourself right for exactly how you process. And by the way, you'll find that too with your kids too, that you're like, oh, that's why this one takes three times as long to get out the door. Or this one has already learned three instruments. And this one just likes to sit in her room and I don't know what's wrong. And sometimes I wonder if she's suppressed. No, she may just be a projector. You know, she just may be a different type. So that's also another thing that parents get to go through, <laughs> move through, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, stop projecting onto your child and actually <laughs> see who they really are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, so much made so much sense to me about, you know, how I do things and where I'm successful and not successful. And again, that, and not accepting, right? It did, you know, I had to stop and think about it when you said that for a minute, that at first there were some things that I saw in my own chart that um, I didn't want it to be that way for sure. And it does take some time. It's, you know, it's really in some places, they still call it the human design experiment and that we need to experiment with it and live our design in order to really get a grasp on, on how valuable that information is, how having that can really change how we interact in our life and, and make such a huge difference. And I think the thing that stood out for me in mind was I have a split definition which, you know, can leave a person looking to bridge that gap in all kinds of really unhealthy ways. And I have, we can talk about that another time. Um, but accepting that, because I think the thing I said to my coach was, well, why would anybody be created with a split like that? Are you kidding me? And I think it's all about, do we live from our highest energy potential or our lowest energy potential, right? And it was all the low energy potential that had built up there through those open centers. And it's been a process to you know, accept just how perfect that works out for me when, when I embrace it. And so, yeah, thanks for, for backing me up to that. Cause that was really important to acknowledge it and take some time to really fully accept this is, this is exactly how I'm written. This is my design. And, and I think also what's important for a split definition, cause my husband is one too, is um, I'm a single definition. So it's easier for me to be just like, okay, I got my thing figured out. I can just focus on you. Cause I don't <laughs> sit every day yeah. and wonder. Yeah. Uh, but, and it's really actually like seeing, you know, one day I like this more and this flows more and then the next day it, it doesn't anymore. So it's also like this invitation to be more flexible and letting go of like rigidity that, you know, things have to be in place or they have to be this way or this way. But instead I almost see it as if like planets are orbiting around you 
and they're just orbiting around you, you know, and sometimes you're more drawn to this planet. Uh, and then sometimes you're more drawn to this planet, right? And it's like, there's nothing wrong, but they're still orbiting around you. All those possibilities that the split definition has, you know, mm-hmm. all the potentials that it has. And that it, it you know, and I think uh, that it doesn't have to execute on all of them at the same time. What? <laughs> you, you know, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much. And overload myself. Oh, it is. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. And I'm hoping that we may do another episode where we can get a little further into these layers of human design. Uh, But for now, I'm wondering if you can tell us what is the best way to get in touch with you? And do you have any current promotions or things for our listeners to take advantage of? Yeah, totally. So first and foremost, for those who really resonate and who are single women who are like, I'm really struggling with attracting the right man for you. Well, first of all, part of it's probably because you're not living um, according to your human design. That's number one, right? Uh, but there's also many other reasons. I invite you to take my free magnetize your man quiz at MYM. So very simple, magnetize your man, MYM dot um, Or you can simply hop on over to um, to magnetize your man.com where we have like all kinds of freebies, all links to my YouTube channel uh, where I drop, you know, some really juicy content every week and uh, as well as like our podcasts and all the things, all the juicy, you know, buying the book that you just see here in the background um, with all the juicy content. So you can actually learn how to attract really the right man for you, where you feel like completely, perfectly complimented and supported and cherished and and really fully seen for who you are without trying to be somebody that you're not. Wow. Awesome. I will make sure to post the links to those sites underneath today's episode. And I totally recommend checking out um, Magnetize Your Man podcast. Um, There is some really great information on, you know, dating advice, relationships and love, love tips for, you know, women who are ready to value themselves for sure. Absolutely. Such a pleasure to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for your time. I know our time is is super valuable and thank you so much again. So be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends, and you can find more information out about me at laurajadair.com where you'll find all my coaching program details, offerings, and specials. I have a offering for the human design coaching special to give you the first level of transformation available there. Click on the link on my website, laurajadair.com. Until next time, my friends, let's get you loving your life again. 